morning. Today's scripture reading is Romans 14, verses 17 to 19. You can follow along on page 8 in your worship folder. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding. This is the word of the Lord. Well, thank you for braving the weather to get here today. I mean, if it wasn't the long weekend that would keep you away, you would wake up and the weather might actually make you go, I don't know that I want to go in today. So thank you. Maybe that was just me. Uh, thank you for being here. I appreciate that. Um, I think that we at our heart of hearts like conflict. Now, I know many of you are thinking to yourself, I hate conflict. I don't like conflict at all. But if we watch any movies, if we listen to any songs, if we read any books, if we pay attention to anything in culture, then we'll recognize that we like conflict. Maybe not us personally being involved in it, but we definitely like to watch it. I mean, yesterday we celebrated a great, con well, a so-so conflict. It ended up being pretty one-sided. But in the AFL Grand Final, right? Like there was two teams battling against each other. Um, if you're like me, you go back to, uh, if you're my age, you go, yeah, survivor. You know, I've got the eye of the tiger, the thrill of the fight. Or you think of Braveheart and think of all the fights that took place in Braveheart and, and how this was, you know, good overcoming evil. We kind of have this idea that there has to be opposing forces. If, if a book is going to be good, there needs to be conflict, right? So that we can have resolution on some side of it. I think too often today we live in a world where that conflict gets elevated higher and higher and it gets elevated because our hearts are wanting to be right. Our desire is to be the good guy or the good person that's involved in the conflict that we want our side to be the one that will overcome, the, our side to be the right ones and then the other side, obviously, because they're not with us, they're against us, are the wrong ones. And so it's important for us, as those who are striving to follow after the way of Christ, to keep the main thing the main thing. Because sometimes we can take a secondary thing, or a third thing, or a fourth thing, and we can elevate it to being the main thing that we want to see happen, that we want to believe in. And so it's a cautious tell for us in some ways that our desire for conflict leads us to want to be on the right side. And so in order to be on the right side, we will pick things that we believe and will elevate them above the thing that might actually convict us and change us, which is the main thing. So this particular passage, Romans 14, 17 through 19, that Allie read for us today, it's right in the middle of chapter 14. Now, if you have a device, I'd encourage you to open up your Bible app and look at chapter 14 of Romans. If you don't, there are Bibles in front of you. And if you don't have one, there are Bibles spread throughout. And so if you have a big, um, large print Bible, that's the thicker one, page 1050, we'll have this passage 
And the smaller ones, the more thin line ones, it's page 553. Let me encourage you to turn to that because we're going to jump in and out of this passage a little bit. But the reason why we've had read for us Romans 14, 17 through 19 is because it helps us focus on what the main thing is. And then everything else that is going on about this, it's pushing us towards recognizing what we need to be focused on as those who are followers of Christ. So, again, Big Bible 1050, Thin Line Bible 553. On your app, we're looking at Romans 14. Now, the first thing that I need to let you know about is this. As Alan said, this is a place you can belong before you believe. And as we dive into this part of Romans, this is Paul writing to people particularly who believe. Okay. Now, there are people who are probably gathered in the houses that are reading this for the first time that don't believe yet. They're there. But who he's addressing at this particular moment in this particular passage is those who believe. So he's saying to them, because we recognize it, he says, those who are weak in faith and those who are strong in faith, right? So he's not saying those who don't have the faith, those who aren't walking in the way. He's saying those who are weak in faith and those who are strong in faith. So the first thing that's important for us is we're striving to have the main thing be the main thing and keep it that way is to remember that we as those who are walking with Christ, those of us who are in Christ, those of us who are those who have faith in Christ, that the words that we're talking about today about elevating things that are secondary and how we engage with that do not apply to how we engage with those who don't have faith. This is really about us as brothers and sisters, as those who are walking in faith, how we engage when somebody elevates a secondary thing. This is not about how when we look out in the world and there might be those who are believing or acting in different ways that we see that are opposed to the way that God has designed us from the foundation of the earth to be acting, right, and living and believing. It's not how we engage with them, okay? And I even hate using the word them right? Because I want them brought in. I want to be all together, right? But the fact is, is when we're engaging with the world, we're not engaging in the world in a way that is calling them out, belittling them, breaking them down to get them right. When we're engaging with those that are outside of the faith, we need to be coming as Jesus came, as a servant, as one who loves with compassion, seeking their transformation in their heart, right? That we not standing up going, this is the right way to live. We stand up in ourself, powered by the Holy Spirit, saying, as I follow Christ, come smell the sweet aroma of who he is. Come and taste and see that the Lord is good, okay? So that's the first thing. I just want to lay that out there so that we know. So now as we enter in and engage with this, what we begin to recognize is that he's here talking about the, those who are weak in faith and those who are strong in faith. And he's dealing with a couple of different things. One, he's dealing with what is eaten, and then he's also dealing with particular days. So what's going on here is there are those that are saying, look, we can eat anything, everything's been given to us, and we now have the ability to eat whatever we want. Now remember, there are strict dietary laws for those who are of the Jewish nation. And those who are in Rome that are not Jewish don't have those same laws. And so there's a conflict that's occurring, right, between what are we supposed to eat and what are we not supposed to eat. And there are those who are saying, well, if you're a real Christian, if you're a real follower of Jesus, then you only eat this way. 
Well, no, no, if you're a real follower of Jesus, then you eat this way. The same thing happens when it comes to particular days, how we celebrate God, the rituals and the rhythms that happen. Well, if you don't keep all the holy days, then you're really not following Jesus. But if you do keep all the holy days, then you're not really following Jesus. See what's happening there? There's people that are elevating something that's secondary over the primary thing. Now, now we have that today too, don't we? Uh, we easily walk around in our minds and on our hearts and sometimes on our Facebook posts saying this is the main thing and it's really not the main thing. That if you're not living this way or doing this or believe this particular thing, then you can't possibly be a follower of Jesus. Sadly, what I see happening today within the church is people who are calling into question other people's faith because they are disagreeing with that particular person's point of view. Not because they have said, I deny Christ as Savior. That's a dangerous precedent for us to walk into. Now, it's important for us to understand what Paul is saying about weak and strong here. It's real easy for us to go, well, weak, well, that means it's feeble, it's not, you know, active, that possibly not even faith at all. And strong is somebody who is mighty and right. Because we equate power with rightness. We just do it. That's our hearts. Maybe it's better to think of it this way. You can have something that's 100% pure. Right? And then if you add some water to it, it dilutes it. It makes it less than. So it becomes weaker than pure. But that 100% is strong. So when Paul is talking about those who are weak in faith, he's saying these are those who are adding things to their faith. I would dare say that in this time where Paul was writing that, if you were to look from the outside, you would see these that are adding things to their faith, making their faith weaker, diluting it, believing that those things that they were doing or the very things that they were believing was making them more holy, more right, more acceptable to God than those who were not doing that. So I would say that from the outside looking in, people might look and go, well, it seems like they're a lot more righteous than these people over here. These that are following these strict rules, these that are doing these things, are more righteous than those. They would purport that themselves. But what's taking place here is Paul is saying you're diluting it by saying it is Jesus plus something else. That to be a follower of Christ, to to walk with God, you have to have Jesus, of course, but then we need to add these other things that we believe on top of it. These attitudes that we're supposed to have or this particular structure that you're supposed to do. And that would dilute it, right? It would take it from being 100% pure to being diluted. And so what is the main thing then? He, He pushes us forward into that place. And he gets us finally to verse 17. And he says, look, this is what the kingdom of God is about. It's not about eating or drinking or particular days, but it's about God's righteousness, his peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if we are serving Christ in those ways, we are acceptable to God and then approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes peace and is mutually upbuilding or lifts each other up. All right. So understand the conflict that we have in the world, that we all like to be right. 
Understand that in wanting to be right, we will bring something that is important to us and lift it over Jesus. And by doing that, then we start to dilute our faith. So what do we need to learn? Well, the first thing is this. Ultimately, in the main thing being the main thing, is that God is the one who determines it. He's the judge. He's the one who has laid out before the foundation of the world what is the main thing. We see that coming out in chapter 10. I mean, in verse 10 of chapter 14, it says, Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God, for it is written... As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, each of us will give account to himself, to God. So as we begin to walk in life and there's things that are tickling our ears, making our hearts sing that are not part of Christ, that we're trying to add to, we need to recognize that ultimately I'm going to answer to God. Ultimately, I'm going to be before the throne of God, and he's going to look at me and said, I love you, I've pursued you, I wish you hadn't added to my gospel these things. Now notice there, we still are people of faith, right? Weak faith, deluded faith, and strong faith, 100% pure faith. The second thing that we need to recognize is just above that, is that we have a tendency to despise or judge our brothers. Right? So... If you are one, let me look down at myself. If you are one who begins to think to yourself, if people just believed the way that I believed, if people just acted the way that I acted, if people would just read the Bible the way that I read the Bible, if people would just understand the way that I understand, then they will move from being weaker to stronger, you might have a problem. Because what you've begun to do is take your understanding and elevating it to being Jesus plus. So when you say, I'm the stronger person, the stronger in faith, and I want those who are weaker in faith to come with me, and you're doing it in a way that elevates yourself and gives you a sense of pride, then you are now diluting your faith and you are becoming the weaker brother or sister. And so for our hearts, when we are walking with people and we are wanting to see them know what the kingdom of God is about, which is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, working to make peace and building each other up, and that's what we desire to have them do, and we're walking with people and we're calling to them to that, and in the midst of that, we begin to say, well, just do it the way that I'm doing it and you'll get there because I've got it all figured out and it's right then we've diluted our faith. Our arrogance has kicked in and our hearts have turned towards itself and not towards God. Right, so that's the first thing, that, that we could very easily become diluted in our faith when we do this. The second thing is this, as we begin to look out in those that we are walking with, if for some reason an opinion that we have that is not a primary opinion, not a primary understanding, that the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy that is acceptable to Christ, that causes us to bring peace to those that we're living with and to build each other up. If it doesn't have to do with that, it's secondary, right? 
And if that secondary opinion that we have becomes so important to us that we begin to dehumanize and despise those who do not have that same opinion, then we are not walking in this path of righteousness. We have now elevated that thing higher than what Christ has called us to, which is himself, and we have made it that important. So when somebody stands up and says, well, if you don't do this, then you're not a real Christian. Or if you do this, then you can't possibly be a real Christian. Then we have moved to the place where we are beginning to dehumanize and despise those people who we are supposed to call brothers and sisters in Christ. So we have to be careful when we are walking in this world because we all have opinions about things. Everybody has an opinion just like everybody has a belly button. And when we're stepping into that, we will recognize that we have a tendency to elevate it. And so we're called to say what? No, I need to have Holy Spirit keep the main thing the main thing. Which is what? This, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Pursuing peace and building each other up. If I'm walking away and my secondary opinion begins to elevate and I find my heart wanting to dehumanize and despise somebody, how can I possibly be building them up? I can't. And so it means that that is not possibly in line with what the kingdom of God is about. If it is not bringing about peace and joy and righteousness, if it is not having the flourishing happen that needs to happen, then it breaks down. So, what does it look like for us? Well, we're here in Fremantle, right? In this little space here. And I would say that we're part of a couple of different churches. We have the Churches of Christ on one side and we have the WPC on another side. We've got folks from America that are here. We've got folks from other countries that are here. We've got folks that are born and bred Australians that are here. We all bring all sorts of other things to ourselves here, right? Some of us grew up in different churches. Some of us never grew up in church at all. And so we're bringing all sorts of things to us here. And that's just here in Fremantle. So then you just expand out and you go, oh, what, what about these churches and what about these believers? And then, and then we get outside of Australia, which I know we actually technically can't get out of Australia right now. But if we were able to get out of Australia, then we would go to other places in the world, right? And as we went to other places in the world and we saw Christ being formed and shaped in the lives of other people, then we would recognize that it doesn't look exactly the way that it looks on Sunday morning or in our small groups or in our interactions with one another here at this place right now in Fremantle. And so there's a danger for us to take what we enjoy and what we like and the way that we want to walk in this and say, this must be what it is. And so think of it as a beef tenderloin or tofu for those who don't eat beef. Now, you cannot season beef. You cannot season tofu at all. And it has a taste. And it tastes good. Both of them actually do taste good. Actually, tofu doesn't really have a taste. You really do need to season it. But. And then somebody says, oh, I, I really like barbecue. And so you come up with a nice barbecue rub with some, some cumin and some cayenne pepper and, all, and you rub it on that meat or you rub it on that tofu and you grill it. 
And they was, oh, that's barbecue. I really like that barbecue. That barbecue is great. And somebody goes, yeah, I'm not too big fan of barbecue. I, I, I like things that are more Italian. More, more, so I like oregano or oregano. I, I like rosemary. I like, oh, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we get another piece of meat. We get another piece of tofu. And we put it on there and we, we rub it down. We grill it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. I really like that. Somebody said, yeah, yeah, I'm not really keen on that. I, I like more of, a, more of a fusion. I like lemongrass and ginger and, and gar. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. And so you, you get the same seasonings. You get another piece of meat, another piece of tofu. And you re- Here's the deal. It's still meat. It's still tofu. It didn't change what was the substance, the seasonings, the way that we're receiving it and tasting it changed. And God in his miraculous gift to us in some ways acquiesces to our preference sometimes. I I feel most comfortable here. I might get weirded out other places. And God in his mercy and grace says, I'm going to gather together those who are like-minded, not exactly like-minded, because trust me, in this place we have disagreements. There are people who don't believe the same things about other things within this community. And that's good because we need to be rubbing up against each other and we need to try things just like I tell my children. You will try this. I know you might not like it, but you will give it a try. And let's see what it's like and how it works out for us so that we can see that in the primary, in the meat and in the tofu, right, in the, in the bottom line, regardless of the seasonings, is that we make the main thing the main thing. Which is this, that the kingdom of God is about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit so that we can pursue peace with one another and build each other up. So that these things that are secondary to us, we're not called to get rid of them. Oh, there are some secondary things we do need to get rid of. Because when they encounter the primary, they cannot stand anymore. But many secondary things we get to keep. We get to hold on to because they help us enjoy the primary thing. Okay, so over and over again, I've been saying these are the primary things, right? This kingdom of God is about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That it is this pursuit of peace and building each other up. Yet we like conflict. Again, you might not like it yourself personally. The only way that this happens... The only way that this walks, the only way that this gets manifest is in Christ Jesus. That's it. That's the only way it happens. So when we're talking about the primary thing, when we're saying that it's about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, that only enters into the world through the God who created it, bringing it forth in Jesus Christ. It only comes that way. And so it's when Jesus steps in that he breaks forth the kingdom of God. He opens it up and expands it so that on his cross and on the resurrection, he's able to enter in with us in this place and say, I am the one who possesses all righteousness and peace and joy. I'm the one who enables you to live at peace with one another. We're reminded by Paul that when Christ died on the cross, he brought peace and destroyed hostility. And so it is in that place that we now enter in with Jesus Christ. And he allows us to walk in this place of peace so that we see. So what is the meat? What is the tofu? What is the main thing? The main thing is this, that Jesus Christ said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one enters into this kingdom. No one sees the Father except through me. That's not my words. 
That's Jesus' words. And when he says it, it is meaning for us that I need to elevate that. And in that place, because he is who he says that he is, then righteousness breaks into a broken world. Peace comes into a world who is conflicted against each other. Joy seeps in where there is grief. It invades into all of our lives so that when we encounter those who have differenting opinions than us, we do not have to run the race of saying, no, 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 I'm right. We can say, no, Jesus is righteous. Jesus is right. And so if you and I can walk together in that as brothers and sisters, then we can allow those secondary things to be where they're supposed to be. Secondary. Not causing division and destruction within the kingdom. Because the kingdom's about peace in Jesus Christ. Now, if you're here and you're not one of those in the faith, understand that too often the church, we have allowed our internal bickering to look outwards because we know we're not supposed to be fighting with each other, so it's just better for us to fight against the world. We have done a terrible job of loving and showing God's mercy to you. So please accept our apology. We are sorry. But we don't want you to live without the kingdom which is found in Christ because he brings what you really desire. Because whether you like barbecue or whether you like lemongrass or whether you like Greek or whether you like Italian or whether you just like, you need the main thing. And he's calling you today. Let me pray. Jesus, thank you for being the main thing, being the one who possesses all righteousness, peace, and joy, that there is nothing that causes division in us when we focus and keep you there. And we can't, and so it's by Holy Spirit that that happens. So thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding us of that and bringing us into that place of joy. Father, if there are any words that are not your words today, we ask that they burn up and they go away. But if there are any that are yours, we ask that they bear fruit, that they dig deep into our hearts and they change us and transform us so that we can be the aroma of life to those around us. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. Let's stand up and sing together.